You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio Family of Podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hello once again, friends. You have sat down at The Nerd Table. I am Chris, and that is Eric. Hey, what's going on, Chris? How was your week? My week sucked. How was yours? My week was great. <laughs> I'm sorry you had such a shitty week. Well, all right. Um, well, let's 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 talk about my crappy week, and then we'll bring everybody back up by talking about your good week. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. that that's fair, right? We'll we'll do the bad, and then we'll end with the good, like the yeah. uh, the Stewie the Stewie Griffin compliment sandwich, where you say something <laughs> good, and then something bad, and then end with something good. Something yeah. good is that. Well, you guys are hearing this post-Halloween, but we're recording it on Halloween, and that's a good thing. So, happy Halloween, everybody. We hope your Halloween was fantastic. We hope I you got Halloween. all the, the the Snickers and Reese's you wanted, uh, and none of the egg splatter or TP houses. I don't, Who's do people going still out do there that? And, uh, <laughs> apparently, yes, because I just saw a couple of pictures of people... Posting stuff from uh, October 30th. By the way, October 30th, what was that called where you grew up? October 30th? We just called that the, the day before Halloween. <laughs> uh, you guys you guys didn't have one of those nights. Yeah, it for, me, for us it was Goosey Night. For some it was Devil's Night. And for most it was Mischief Night. I, I heard you mention that before, where people just go yeah, in but, and cause chaos, basically. It's like an extra but, April it, Fool's Day. Basically, yeah. I don't know who came up with it, but all it made me do was think of Lock, Shock, and Barrel. <laughs> I think like, it's yep. a good thing I didn't know about this because, as you may know, April Fool's Day is my day. That's uh, that's when I get away with murder, basically. <laughs> when you basically confess your murder to me and I'm like, I check the calendar date. I'm like, Eric, you didn't kill anybody. And then I'm like, oh, God, what if he did? <laughs> this would have been the perfect day for him to do it. Yeah. Everyone's like, going to think he's lying. <laughs> uh, you can get away with so much shit that day. Yeah, we're we're not going to let you, though, because I've seen I, yeah, what you're capable of when you really want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm very I, focused and very determined. I've seen some of the lengths you go to to pull pranks, so I'm really glad you didn't know about October 30th. We'll just keep <laughs> that Halloween Eve for you and just move forward here. Right. So, yeah, I sound I probably sound very congested and my voice is a little off and I was sick pretty much the whole week. But that's not why I was so stressed out, because I had to get a covid test this week. Oh, no, that was not fun. Yeah. So results. Oh, yeah, I got the results. Yeah. So last Friday, uh, as we record this, that would have been the 23rd. I had just completed a week of driving at my job, right? Because the other driver was off, so I had to get up early and drive the whole week. And I just felt really run down at the end of the week. And I'm like, "Uh, it's just because I've been I've been getting up at 7 a.m. every day and um, I'm tired and the driving took it out of me. And I had to stay for overtime every day that week because we were just really busy and we were short staffed. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just really run down. And then I woke up Saturday morning to do Nerd Table with you. And I remember I had a really bad sore throat. 
And I'm like, uh, I'm not really going to think too much about this. I wake up with sore throats all the time this time of year because of bad allergies. And if there's a really bad cold snap or it's really damp out, everything acts up and I wake up feeling kind of sick. And, you know, I know to, to handle a sore throat, basically you just drink a lot of liquid or you you eat something because the act of swallowing will help take care of the soreness. Everybody get your minds out of the gutter. No, no, no. Let's let's let's, let's bring that. Let's uh, let's make sure everybody knows that the act of swallowing heals your throat. Uh, tell that to your lady friends or your guy friends. If you, uh, I, I don't care about your preferences, but get away with that. You should get away with that totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the this dirty one on the show. I feel like this is gonna be great. All right. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna die. <laughs> Yeah, so... Oh, God. Well, you know what? This is why we have the E-filter on the show. A little explicit filter. filter. Oh, okay. Tag. I'm just like, are you filtering my stuff? (laughs) No, I haven't edited anything out of the show. I edited out one thing in the show one time, and that was a slip-up that I made that I had caught myself on, but it was too late to, like, go back and, and restate it, whatever I said. So I just edited that little part out, but it was like a one second snip and it probably, I couldn't really clean it up too much. And it just kind of sounded like there might've been a little audio hiccup, but which, I left. which we don't ever have. We never have <coughs> audio hiccups. <laughs> yeah. This is a free podcast. Get over it. Yeah. So like <laughs> Saturday is going and we were supposed to go out that night. And I just wasn't feeling up to it. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe it would be better because I don't know if I'm getting sick or I'm just really run down and my allergies are flaring up. Like, let's just stay home and rest. And then that whole night, I barely got any sleep. I was tossing and turning. But I didn't have the fever until Sunday morning. I checked my temperature and it was like right on the cusp of 101. And I'm like, all right, take me to urgent care. They're like, what are your, your symptoms? So I'm describing my symptoms and they're like, Yes, you have symptoms of COVID-19. We're going to do a test. And you'll appreciate this, Eric, because you know how every now and again you get news like that and you just say something. Something just filters right out. I started laughing. And fortunately, the the girl that was taking my temperature and everything at urgent care got a kick out of it. She's like, yeah, we're going to have to test you for COVID-19. And I went, fucking fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Just, Just like that. Slightly nervous, like, oh, great, here we go. So I got the test, which is extremely uncomfortable, by the way. Do you know what the test is? No, not at I didn't, all. I didn't get the easy saliva test. No, no, no. I got the nasal swab. No, thank they stick, you. Yeah, they stick this really, really long swab, and they jam that thing so far up your nose that it feels like it's in your skull. I've heard it nicknamed the brain tickle. And it kind of feels like it. Oh, no. And, it, no, no, and no. they have to swab for like 15 seconds. So it's in there. And that's the longest 15 seconds of your life. It doesn't really hurt, but it feels like you're being stabbed with a really, really, really thin needle in like one very specific point. So even when they removed the thing, I felt like it was there for almost the rest of the day. Oh, no. Like fuck that. that. That just lingering do, sensation. I'll just do a saliva test. Like here, fucking. <clears throat> well, I didn't get a choice. 
They didn't say, where would you like me to swab? They came in with the thing. They're like, put your head up. I'm like, oh, God, no. Uh, they're like, no, you can swab my ass. Just swab my ass. And then the, you can get it that way, right? You can just look at it through the shit or something. I don't fucking know. But don't mess with my nose. Uh, ah, yeah, no. Don't, <laughs> don't, threaten, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> so, of course, now I'm full-blown sick. And now I'm stressed out because I might have COVID. I'm like, how long is, I get, is it going to be till I get the results? They're like, well, it might be a couple of days. I'm like, okay. So I immediately text a couple of my close friends who I know have had tests before. And I'm like, when did you get your results? And one of them said, I got it the next day. And another one said, I got it in two days. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to worry about Monday. So I spent Monday just resting as much as I could. You know, drinking my all my fluids, you know, the whole deal, eating soup, the whole the, the basic s- sickness standard stuff. Right, right. And then I'm like, OK, I let I let all day Sunday go. I let all day Monday go because I got the test Sunday morning. Tuesday rolls around and now it's like Tuesday afternoon and I noticeably am feeling better. So I'm like, I'd very much like my test results now and I haven't gotten them yet. And now I'm getting a little annoyed. And from what I understand with COVID, the fourth day is supposedly the worst day. Like, that's when everything hits you the absolute hardest before you finally hit the hump. Well, for me, even accounting for when the symptoms started, Tuesday would have been the fourth day, and I'm noticeably feeling better. So now I'm thinking, okay, well, I don't have COVID. I can't have COVID. Because if I did, I'd probably be really on my ass right now, and I'm feeling better. Uh, other And the only lingering thing I have is I still have the cough a little bit, and I'll try to mute my microphone if I can. That first one went through because I was laughing. <laughs> You're but welcome. I will, yeah, thanks. I will try to, I'll try to mute it if I can, because I it came through on WrestleTalk a couple of times. But I was just like, all right, you know what? Forget this. Let's just, let's just let it go. And then... Wednesday rolls around and I still don't have my test results. And now I'm mad because I'm actually feeling better enough where I could have gone back to work. And now I'm actually mad because, you know, we can say whatever we want about our jobs and being lazy and staying home and everything. When you've been home for three days and it wasn't your choice and you're stressed out. I don't know about you, but I wanted to go back to work really badly because going back to work meant everything was fine. And everything was normal. And then there, so I call the place and I'm like, do you know when I'm going to have my test results? And they're like, oh yeah, we should have them this afternoon. We're sorry. We've been very behind because we've been testing so many people. And I'm like, well, I understand that. But of course, in my head, I'm like, uh, but I want my test results. I'm like, all right, let's see the afternoon. Yeah. It was like five minutes afternoon. I get the email alert that I have a test result in. And they're like, we have good news. You are negative. And I'm like, fucking huzzah. And I immediately text our, my HR director. And I'm like, the test was negative. Can I please come back to work tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, do you still have a fever? I'm like, nope. Because that was the other thing. The fever had broken. It was down to like 98, which is still high for me because I'm usually high 96, low 97, average temperature. And when I saw 98, I'm like, I am no longer sick and I do not have COVID. This is before I even got the test results. I'm like, I need to go back to work because I will feel better. And then I'll tell you that, that Wednesday night, I had a great night's sleep. And when I went back to work on Thursday, other than still being congested and having a bit of a cough, 
I felt great. I remember I walked into work. I'm like, good morning, everybody. Like fucking as chipper as possible. Because I may die someday, but it wasn't going to be this day. And it wasn't going to be of COVID-19. That's, that's true. So my week got well, better, Eric. Yes. So I, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. At least it ended on a good note. At least it didn't come back and be like, yep, have the shit. And but that was the out. other thing. When I, was, when I was feeling better, I was like, if the test comes back positive, I'm actually going to be really surprised. And I'm also going to be like, oh, this is COVID? Okay, this is manageable. Well, maybe that's COVID for you, but, it, you know, it'd be different for other people. There's there's people who don't even get sick. They just kind of be like, oh, I know. I it. that's fucking weird. It's like, <laughs> oh, man, I wish we all you know, had that fucking antibody. Well, you know, that was my biggest fear was that. I would contract COVID, be completely asymptomatic, and then start giving it to people. Yeah. I I would be a super spreader, and I wouldn't even realize I was doing it. And God, that would that would probably be the worst thing possible. Right. Oh, man. I'm not looking forward to when I get it, because I feel like eventually we're all going to get it, right? Unless yeah. we come up with this uh, vaccine or whatever. Um, and that was the but- other thing. I was a little disappointed because if I did get it, then at least my body would have attempted to come up with an antibody. Right. And then the other thing is, like, I know so many people who have, like, asthma and whatnot, and I'm just like, well, we can't hang – I mean, we're not hanging out now. To be perfectly honest, we weren't really hanging out before COVID because I'm so, <laughs> I'm such a homebody. But, you know, I, I know the option was there. Just to take away that option makes me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It's just like, oh, you did you want to go do this? Like, no, not really. But now I don't have the option and I'm kind of mad about it. <laughs> like, would I have gone anyway? No. <laughs> but yeah, that's not the point. Uh, but uh, but so at least you had news. good news. Yes, please yes. share your good news because no more, no more COVID talk. Let's talk about Eric's awesome week. Oh, man, it is. It's been an amazing week. So I have to start off with the bad news that started with this, which I know I've mentioned on a a few episodes. Uh, Somebody stole my identity. They opened up an account in uh, for Verizon in Florida, which is where I used to live, but I no longer live. So it was very easy to prove that, hey, wasn't me dipshit. I live up north now. Uh, And there was a few things that I needed to do. So I called Verizon like, hey, somebody opened it up and... The first person I talked to had all the information that uh, of what I needed to do. Like, I wish I would have had the same person. I wish I would have had that guy. Because he was just like, okay, this is what you need to do. Go file a police report. In the police report, you need to tell them uh, these are the things that we're looking for. That they opened an account with Verizon. Uh, <clears throat> that they used your social without your permission. And th- those are the two things. Because it, it needs, that police report needed to mention that so they the fraud department can do whatever they need to do. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, cool. So I go, I filed a police report, and I told them, this is, I had my identity stolen in 2016, um, the very first time. They opened up an account with Verizon then as, uh, as well. Uh, and now they did it again in 2020. So four years later, I feel like it's every election year. I hope it doesn't happen again, but whatever. So, <laughs> um, they, Oh, don't look at it that way. Report. Look at it as leap year. Oh, yeah. Every leap year. Sure. We'll go <laughs> every, 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 every election year is a leap year. Cause it's every four years. Yeah, that's true. 
But if I'm going to be mad about anything, it's going to be the election texts and calls and commercials and Facebook posts. Oh, Jesus. I'm All right. Anyway, that's enough of the election stuff. But I went to the police department. I filed the police report. And then I was like, cool. Now I just need to submit it to Verizon. So I went to over to a Verizon store. This is where it got worse again. So I went there and then that person was just like, oh, well, we can't do anything with this because we're just an authorized Verizon reseller, you need to go to like a corporate store. And I understand that because, you know, they're they're just there to sell the phones and sell the plans and make commission. Perfectly understandable. I, I accept that answer. And I was just like, well, can you at least tell me which one of your stores is corporate so I can drive over there? He gives me an address um, and it's not too far. It's like two miles away. Uh, it's very it's not at the mall, but it's close to the mall. So I was like, all right, I know where I'm going. I go over there. It's closed. They have a sign saying that they will um, their corporate store is closed until the 30th, which was yesterday, right? So I'm like, fuck me, man. I'm going to have to wait a week to do the paperwork there. So I wait a week. I go to the store yesterday and it's closed. It's closed. And I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm never going to get this done. And I'm in the middle of buying a house like this. This really sucks because if they post anything on my credit report, it's going to ruin my chances. And that's when I'm going to be pissed, you know. So I call Verizon and I'm like, listen, I'm at your corporate store here and it's closed. And I I know like I went to one of the authorized resellers and they said they can't help me. And like, oh, no, that's that's not true at all. They can help you like because they have access to all the stuff that they need. All you need to do is submit that paperwork all they need to do is scan it scan a couple of other things like my driver's license and a bill showing of where i live and all that stuff you know basically stuff proving that it's me and that i live up there and then submit it on on uh on the the site and i'm just like are you joking so i'm not going back to that store i'm not going to that authorized dealer because i'm gonna yell at whoever told me because that means i could have done this a long time ago (laughs) Right, so I go to a different. I'm gonna start yelling. I'm gonna start yelling. I'm like <laughs> you fuckers. Anyway, so I go over there, and that person was just like, "Oh yeah, no, this is actually uh, very easy to do. We just need a copy of this stuff. Are you okay mate, with me making copies?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's perfect." So he goes over to the uh, their scanner. They scan it in, and he sends it as a PDF format. So he's not actually making physical copies. So he makes it as a PDF format. He uh, shows me what he's doing on the computer. He gets all my documentation. He submits it. He shows me the PDF documents. He deletes them in front of me. He goes to the, the recycling bin. He deletes that too. Well, not deletes the recycling bin, but empties it basically. Uh, just to show that my information is gone from his computer, so it doesn't happen again. Can you delete the recycling bin? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you can. Put the recycling bin within itself. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so. That's that's like dividing by zero. Then the universe just collapses. Right. That's what gives you that blue screen of death. So he takes uh. care of that, and it literally takes at most. Like 45 minutes. And the longest part was waiting for the scanner to scan and make the PDF format. Like, that was it. Right, right. So, he does that and he's like, okay, this is your confirmation number. Um, I He's like, until the fraud department, you know, confirms all this stuff is accurate, I can't give you that letter saying that you've done this. But 
or not that you that you've done it. Um, he can't give me a letter saying that it's clear, you know, that it is actually fraud because he has to wait for the fraud department. But he gave me a confirmation number saying that it's sent. So there's a pause on reporting to the credit bureau until it's resolved. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's all I need. And on top of that, yesterday I got the call from my uh, loan uh, officer, I guess, loan originator for the mortgage. He's like, hey, congratulations. And I'm like, what do you mean congratulations? He's like, oh, did your realtor not call you? And then he's calling me as I'm talking to him. I'm like, well, he's calling me right now. He's just like, well, he's got good news and I've got good news. So call me back when you're done talking to him. And I'm like, okay, cool. So they accepted my offer. Um, so I was just like, that's fucking awesome. This is all happening while I was walking out of the Verizon store, by the way. So it's literally good news after good news after good news. So I go there. I, uh, I talked to him. He's like, yep, they accepted your offer. Uh, we already have the inspection planned for Monday. So I had to take off Monday. Um, so that's what I'm going to be doing this Monday. Uh, so, yeah, we're pretty much good to go. I needed to prepay for the inspection. So I was like, cool. And he sent me a link to the inspector and stuff like that and how to pay him. Did that on the phone. Called back my realtor. And... Uh, He's just like, cool. All right. So this is now what I need from you since the inspection is going through. And if we want a super fast close, I'm going to go ahead and already schedule the appraiser. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. So I had to pay 500 bucks for that. Now, keep in mind, I'm having a good day and I just spent $800 on things that I wasn't planning on spending $800 on yet. Like I was going to do it eventually. Right. But like I just spent almost a grand and I'm just like, okay, no big problem. And then uh, he's just like, all right, cool. Now you have both of these things, um, you know, taken care of. We need the EMD, which is like, um, I forget what it's called or what the acronym's for. But it's a deposit showing that I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm legit. I've got the money. I'm putting the money down. They're checking my bank accounts. And this is like a deposit of the down payment, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's like, that's about $1,000. And I was just like, yeah, okay, let's do it. Boom. Move, I wire transferred over $1,000. That was a process. I've never had to wire transfer something over the phone before. It's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. But anyway, so I set that up. And he's like, all right, you are good to go. Monday, go over there, you know, meet up with the inspector. He'll show you what's wrong, if it's safe and all that stuff. And then from there, you can determine whether or not you still want to go with the property and if you don't, then you're only out the inspection fee, which is the cheapest one out of all of them. Uh, and then he's like, cool. And then when the appraiser gets there, it's the same thing. He's like, this is what the value is worth. This is how much we can give you for the property. And then I have another option to like back out. So I, I have, if I back out, I will get the $1,000 deposit, but I won't get what I pay the inspector or appraiser. So after the inspection, I'm really need to make my decision right then and there whether or not I'm taking it. But it's in good condition. It's a condo, so everything on the outside is taken care of. So I'm not worried about anything other than like, you know, do I have any leaky faucets and my wa- my hot water heater? Everything else is going to be good. So uh yeah, and then that that's pretty much it. And then I on my drive home, I saw a White Castle and I stopped by and got fucking a a Crave case. Uh, 15 original and 15 cheese and that's how my day yesterday was so I'm 
super fucking happy. Super fucking happy at all. That's so that. To sum up, your identity is safe. Yeah. You have a house. Yeah, for the most part. And you as got, long as nothing happens. And you got White Castle. And I got White Castle. That is a good day. It, ain't it, though? Like, I can't think of anything that would top that. I, I mean, can you imagine if I had gotten to, uh, to White Castle, ordered a Crave box, and they're like, well, here's your PS5. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> That's the only thing. You remember when you claimed that you want to, what was it, a PS4? Uh, yeah, I claimed I want a PS4 to not piss off Rebecca. It, it didn't work. <laughs> and I actually con- was convinced that you had won it in the Taco Bell. Oh my god! I needed to have everybody because everybody like everybody worked with her, so I needed to convince everybody that I won the thing. That way, she wouldn't be mad that I just spent like four hundred dollars <laughs> on a fucking PS4. And uh, now looking you back at I it, did? I was just like, you know what I did that day? What I went straight to Taco Bell and ordered the freaking uh, the the box, and I was like, if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> and I did not oh, win a man. PS4. <laughs> But you got Taco Bell and it's kind of delicious, you know. <laughs> I feel. Hey, Taco Bell, if you're listening, uh, yeah, sponsor the show, sponsor the show, because mm. I made people go and buy stuff when they didn't need to. I lied about it. Trust me, if but... you sponsor, if you sponsor our show, I promise you'll be getting business from me. Right. Trust me. I I don't know if it's possible to make a Taco Bell like crunch sound and have Taco Bell pop up in your head, but we'll make it happen. We will make it happen. Do like an echolocation of a Taco Bell through the the speaker. That'd be pretty cool, actually, for anybody who can do that kind of shit. Like, what's that sound? That's a Taco Bell. (laughs) So, yeah, that's where I'm at. And actually, uh, the whole reason today might be a shorter episode than normal is because we're actually going to Home Depot and looking at appliances and stuff. Because it does come with appliances, but they're kind of dated. So, uh but isn't that like the cool thing is that now you get to choose what appliances you have instead of yeah yeah it's kind of one of those things where uh, are you a car guy not really but you can still talk okay so one of the things that i like about being well i'm not 100 percent a car guy i'm more of a motorcycle guy you know i went to school for it and everything is that you can just customize and do whatever you want um as long as you know how. And me doing the type of work that I've been doing, which I did apartment maintenance for a while, and now I do refrigeration, so I know AC stuff, I literally can do everything I need to do in this condo. So I'm looking forward to just customizing everything. Like, everything. The first thing I'm going to do is switch over from fuses to a breaker system because it still uses fuses. But yeah, I'm super excited about just going through and getting my own appliances. And, I, you know, at first I was like, who would ever get a stove that would connect to like uh, Google Assistant or anything? That just seems kind of really crazy. And now I'm looking <laughs> at that stove and I'm just like, I kind of want a Google Assistant stove. I take back my previous comments. <laughs> I, I just want to be able to watch TV go, hey, Google, preheat the oven to 350 degrees. And then that made me think of... Uh, uh, what's what's that one ride in Tomorrowland and in, in, uh, shit. 
Carousel of Progress. Carousel of Progress. It literally made me think of that. And I was like, fuck, living in the future. The future is now, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's- Anybody up for pizza? <laughs> Uh, you know, it's right. kind of funny because if you think about it, grandma's playing VR. VR is very real right now. Yeah. And we can we can talk to our ovens. So <laughs> Yes, we can. Uh, like, and it, and it responds. That's the thing. They respond back because anybody can talk to an oven. People have been doing that shit for years. But that doesn't mean it's been talking know. back to them. I don't know if I would get a really fancy oven, but the big thing... I always wanted for an appliance is I always wanted I always wanted a refrigerator with the side by side freezer and fridge option, which I always like that because I feel like there's so much more storage in side by side. And I wanted one with the drink dispenser or right. I sh- really, I should just say the ice dispenser. But like the one that my parents have in their Florida house, it's hooked up to a water pump so it'll make ice and everything. But if you just want straight up water, you just stick your cup in that thing, put the water option, and you get water. Yep. That's the one I want. I want one of those as well. And it's it's filtered. And I, I very much want a front-loading washer. That's a big one for me. Not only are they much more energy efficient because I don't use as much water, but I hate having to lean into my washer to try and get stuff out just so I can bend over and throw it in the dryer. I can literally just squat, open up both doors and just go boom, 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 and just put it into the next place if they're both front loaders. That's true. That's a big appliance thing for me. Dude, we are so grown up. I know. We're we're such adults. Yeah, but I'm still getting a PS5 and an Xbox Series X. That name is way too fucking long. They should just, yeah. I don't know. The XBX. XBSX? Nope, that sounds worse. The Series X. Yeah, okay, that works. Series X. <laughs> Just that's it. You know what I'm talking about now. Well, you basically said you basically called it an Xbox Sex. Xbox Sex. Yeah, I'd fuck it. No. Anyway, um, speaking of Xbox stuff and AMD-related products, AMD announced their new graphics cards this week uh, on the 28th. Lisa Sue came on and announced the 6800 the 6800 XT and the 6900 XT and their performance and how it compares with NVIDIA. And I am super excited. Um, I did not think that they would be as strong as they are. I, they're beating them. Like performance, I mean, outside of ray tracing, right? Which I still think NVIDIA has the, um, the advantage because of the way they do uh, ray tracing. AMD is beating them uh, frames frames per second wise, and they're doing it cheaper. So like their top of the line card, right? The 6900 XT, which is supposed to compete with the NVIDIA 3090, which is a $1,500 card. The NVIDIA 3090 is a $1,500 card. The 6900 XT is beating it in most games at $1,000. Like, that's a 500, even if it, like, let's say they were p- completely even. They were trading blows back to back. $500 for the same performance. Would you spend it? Mm. For ray tracing. 
And and the the thing is, yes, it is winning in race racing. Yes. You would spend the yes. extra. You would spend the ex, uh, spend the extra five hundred to get the same performance for a little bit more ray tracing. I don't See, know I if don't, I could. I don't if 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 you're asking me if I would do that now, the answer would be no. But if you're putting me in a situation where money isn't an object and I can have whatever I want, then absolutely. Okay, I understand that. See, me personally. Since there's no, there, not that there's no games, since there's not a lot of games that use ray tracing, and then the games that do use ray tracing are like Minecraft, so it's really not going to make that big of a difference. I don't think I, I could justify spending the extra $500 on those cards. See, I have a, a pretty good monitor, right? And it's not a 144 hertz monitor. I got one of these super ultra-wides um but it does 120 hertz. So I don't need anything to play over 120 frames per second. So if both of them can easily do Minecraft at 120 frames per second ray tracing, I don't care that Nvidia can do it and still get like if if AMD can do it at 130 frames per second, I don't care that Nvidia is doing it at 150 frames per second. If my monitor can only take 120 frames per second, if that makes any sense. You can't, you don't want to outperform your own monitor because then it's not going to make a difference. Right. Yeah. Then at that point, you're just like, okay, yeah, you, you got the better card, but you really can't see it. And, uh, and it defeats the whole purpose. So at that point, spend more money, get a better monitor, right? But here's my, my justification of why I would spend it on this one. Um, I would spend it on the 6900 XT rather than the NVIDIA 3090 because there's no, there's not a lot of games supporting ray tracing. But once they start coming out, by the time they do come out, the new generation of graphics cards will be out that will be doing better than the current ones are right now. And that one is definitely going to perform... Uh, even we know it's going to perform better, right? Because it's newer technology and they always get better with time. Um, but that one is now competing directly with the games that are coming out for the PS five and the Xbox one uh, or Xbox one, the Xbox series X. And those games can only go so far on those consoles because they're not going to remake the consoles, right? They, they can't really remake them stronger. They can do what they did with the Xbox one make a 4k version but it's the same thing that just plays 4k but they need to be able to play it on the original xbox one game like uh, they need to play the games on the original xbox one as well so if this console comes out and these are the graphics cards that we got for the consoles and it's already beating it then the next one would probably be the best one to get and hold on to for a really long time until the next generation of consoles come out which typically takes like five to eight years basically give or take i think i think that's how long it, it i think this generation took like 10 years let's see what was, what the, was the gap between the four and the five that's what i'm trying to figure out let's <clears throat> look that up oh man yeah the uh i remember i got my 360 in like oh six and i was already out by then huh so the I next can't. gen 
Um, I'll just put PS4 release date because we already know when the PS5 is coming out. PS4 release date. So it came out in uh, 2013. So eight years. Seven years. Okay. Yeah. So let's say the next-gen cards come out two years from now, right? Because they just released these. Then the cards that we're going to get after that that will definitely be better than what's what's currently offered now will last us easy if it's if we're going by another seven years another five fucking years where you don't have to buy any graphics card that would be the time to spend the thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars but in all honesty i'll probably just get the 3800 xt because that's the sweet spot right now to me that's the sweet spot it's better than the 3080 and it's $50 cheaper that's right now all i want to do right now all i want to do is play among us and i don't need a great graphics card for that so no you could do that on your phone we could do that right now <laughs> we could we could literally be playing among us right now as we're doing this right you uh, know that was one thing that really upset me it was like <laughs> that i wanted to do i saw dan uh saying that he was going to play among us and stuff like that and i wanted to join in and i just could not make it to my computer in time like i i like there were so many things that i needed to do but hey, you know what? Well, That's fine because that gaming session didn't happen. Oh, it didn't. But as we record this episode, I am planning another one this evening as we record. Oh, maybe if and, I'm back in time. We've got a decent amount of people who've already agreed to play, but we don't have a full lobby yet. So how many are you missing? I think we at least have six or seven right now. Six or seven. Okay. All right, and we all have Discord. Well, I'm going to make everybody get on Discord. Okay. I think that's the best way to play. It's definitely the best way to play if you know everybody, or at least have a group of people. That way, yeah, we right. can all blame Red and just move on from there. It's all Red. It's always Red. Is it though? Because the last time I played, a- all right, you want to hear an Among Us story real quick? This is a horrible story. But this yeah. is this pretty much this is this sums up two things. One, why I only why I hate online gaming, and two, when it is online gaming, I only want to play with my friends. So when we couldn't get the Among Us game going, I was like, well, screw this. I really just want to play. So I signed in to a rando, right? Okay. Okay, now keep this in mind. This is the first ever actual play of Among Us that I got to experience. We get on the ship. It's a full lobby. We get on the ship. I have... Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm a crewmate, first off. I got my tasks, and I'm going around to do them. And I did, like, one task, and then all of a sudden, a meeting gets called. And they're all attempting to vote out the guy named Jamal. And they keep saying that black is sus, even though Jamal was like pink. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Is this really what we're doing? And then as I'm watching him float through space and it's distinctly says was not an imposter. And I'm like, I don't even want to do this anymore. And I was actually really happy when the two imposters who weren't involved with this horrible accusation ended up winning 
and they immediately killed off the guy because they immediately killed off the guy who uh, who made oh. the accusation. Uh, like the one who started. And like, I'm just why like, they... why is this even a thing? Like, why is this how we're doing this? And I don't know if these people knew each other and I just happened in on their thing. But like, I feel like you shouldn't I... be able to call a meeting unless you see a dead body. Well, I think there was a dead body, but they all just went for the, the that guy. And uh, yeah, it was I was like, this isn't even fun. This is so stupid. Everybody's being I'm like, am I? Of course, we don't have voice on. Everybody's typing. But my entire impression was that these have to all just be children or just horrible people. And I just don't want to deal with this. Hmm. And when that game was over, I never got killed, but we still lost because I think I think I I think you win if. If all of you. If they if everybody except one. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So I probably was the last one standing because I did never got killed, but the imposters won. So I was like, "Cool, okay, well, I guess uh, I guess I'm never doing this again." Yeah, I'm just like, "All right, play random." I'm like, "All right, friends, let's get a game together because." All of our, because of because of COVID and because of me being sick and everything else, nobody really made plans on Halloween night. And I'm like, that's it. Let's go play some Among Us. And then a bunch of people agreed, and I was like, okay, good. I actually have something going now. This this could actually be a fun night for me. Finally, this is why I hate playing. Like, I won't even play Grand Theft Auto online because I don't have enough friends to form a crew with that can coordinate schedules, and I refuse to play. With random people because they just they just people just act like freaking idiots in the online gaming world. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. It's it's not fun because the people who play are the people who just want to who want to troll and be assholes. And that gets boring after a while because then you're not nobody else is having fun. Nobody wants to play with them and they think it's the greatest thing ever. Or you get people who just have absolutely no clue at all what they're doing, so it's not fun because you're just running through, right? Like, I don't, I don't mind that as much as long as we're all on an even playing field. I think what pisses me off the most, and, and this is not for like Among Us, but like on online games in general, is that let's say you're new and they put you with like a pro player, and then you just get fucking stomped. Like, yeah, you can't do shit. And you're just like, well, this game's not fun. You're not having fun, right? There's no challenge because you can't do anything. You're not as good as the other person. I feel like if you're going to have an online game, you need to be placed with other people around your skill level. Like, that way, if you lose, at least you were like, oh, okay, I understand why. But sometimes you're just like, I don't understand why I lost at all. All I know is that it's 0-50 and, and I'm losing. Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Because is the difference that they're really good or you're just really bad and you can't tell because yeah, <clears throat> because you're getting slaughtered. Because life. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's always bothered me. And I think that's originally what put me off from, like, uh, um, Rainbow Six Siege and mm-hmm. the Call of Duty games and stuff like that is, one, Rainbow Six Siege is so different than call of duty that i it took time to figure out the mechanics 
and I didn't enjoy any of it. Not because like the mechanics are bad. I think they're really good. It's just I got tossed in in a group that like I'm pretty sure I didn't see anybody who killed me ever, ever. I set up walls. I put up like reinforcements and stuff like that. Nah. And then all of a sudden, just boom. I'm just like, okay, he got a headshot. I'm in a closet. What the fuck? Like from where? And and then I'm just like, <laughs> like, like it, it, it kind of shows you and you're like, really? It's like, it's a fucking hole the size of a quarter. And he shot through that because he saw me. That's bullshit. Like they put me up against people like that. Meanwhile, I'm I'm like, what's the button to shoot? <laughs> How do I crouch? <laughs> Actually, I remember made me really mad was I was doing a I was doing a stream one time and I was like, let's play some classic NES games. What do you guys want to see? And it, like two people were like, play skate or die. And I never played that before. And I'm like, okay, so I'm trying to figure out the controls. And I'm like. All right, so how do the controls work in this game? I know it's NES, but sometimes sometimes controls on an NES game can be a little complicated. And I'm like, so, all right, guys who've played this game, how do I do this? How do I do that? And all they're doing in the comments is just being like, oh, you suck. Get good. And I'm like, so why am I even playing this right now? Because all you guys did was make me play a game I'd never played before. So you could laugh at me trying to figure out the controls. Instead of being like, oh, yeah, do this and actually help me get good at the game. I'm like, so I am i don't feel like entertaining you anymore. And I turned it off. I'm like, why? Why? What's the point? Do you feel better about yourself? Uh, I, I just I just, just don't I just don't get it. But you know what? That's why when I do my extra life stream on Saturday, November the 7th, live on my Facebook that's the plug, people. I'm going to play things that I want to play. And I will only take requests from donors. I will put the link in the description of this episode one more time. And you guys can donate early if you want. I'm probably going to post it once a day on my Facebook page until Saturday. That way, anybody who does choose to donate early can help choose the game. But the last two hours of the stream are going to be all requests Super Nintendo. Right off my Raspberry Pi, and I'm really excited about that because I can't wait to play some SNES classics. And again, if I don't know the game, I will, and I get the request early, I'm going to actually look up how to play the damn thing because I'm not dealing with that shit again. So, do you like using your Raspberry Pi for uh, the video game stuff? Or would you have like yeah. rather have uh, Android TV with side-loaded uh, emulators on it. I mean, I would take... I could do that. I'd be cool with that. I, I love my Raspberry Pi, though. Like, my... Uh, my uh, uh, What the hell is the name of the program? RetroPie. Ah. Uh, I love uh, my RetroPie. I mean, I have it set up, so when I load the thing up, RetroPie loads immediately. But I have no problem going to the actual the actual, like, window screen and everything. I just have to hook up a mouse to it. That's all. Right. Okay. I don't know. I'm just wondering, because I'm thinking about purchasing the NVIDIA Shield TV, which, um, it's basically just a smart 
TV type thing. You know, you have your Hulu and Amazon Prime and stuff like that. But it's also running Android. So I figured I can get one of the emulators and just put it on there and have it all in one. And I was just thinking about doing that. But uh, I have some, I know some people who have the uh, Raspberry Pi and they swear by it. So I don't know if I want to do like a separate thing. I guess it'll determine, yeah, well, what will determine my uh, purchase would be how many HDMI ports I get with the TV. Yeah, that would that would be a determining factor. Um, what I did was I put the thing in the upstairs TV, which I got right next to the computer, so I can stream right off of it, obviously. But I also did that because this way the TV's sort of like in the gaming room. And I was going to hook up a bunch of vintage gaming stuff here anyway. So I was like, oh, this is much better this way. Let's do it this way. And now, if I want to play my classic games, I play them right here on the upstairs TV off the Raspberry Pi, whereas the big TV downstairs is where I play the Switch and the PlayStation. Okay. Because I still want those on the big television. But Hmm. we need to have my buddy Joey Image on this show. Obviously, we talk about his wrestling career, but he's a big tech guy just like you, and he knows his stuff just like you. We can have an entire tech conversation. Especially when it comes to these graphics cards and the Raspberry Pi, which he's also built his. I have a Raspberry Pi here, which I was planning. I got it when I was in Florida, and I can't remember why I stopped messing around with it. I was going to do something um, kind of like a little control thing to control. Um, I was making one of those. I was going to make one of those smart mirrors. You know what I'm talking about? Where you kind of just talk to it and it tells you the temperature and stuff like that. But you still see your reflection. And it just never happened. I, I, I guess I got lazy and just never made it. Whoa, whoa, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You got lazy. I got lazy with tech, and that normally doesn't happen. I I, I will Yeah, the lazy admit, part's not the breaking news there. Yeah. <laughs> the lazy part doesn't surprise anybody. The the lazy part when it comes to like doing stuff with tech, that's the surprising part. Plus I, I don't have a mirror. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was a good fucking idea. <laughs> you know, <laughs> of all the things that could be smart in your house, I guess a mirror is at least still kind of practical because you can still see yourself in it. Yeah, I was just like, well, it can never, it can never break. It could just become a normal mirror, just like escalators could never break. They just become stairs. Actually, I have to walk. <laughs> Man, all right, I got something we can talk about on this episode here. It's it's a sad topic, but I'm going to turn it into a positive. Uh, this morning when I woke up, I heard the news that we lost one of the best actors of all time. Uh, Sir Sean Connery passed away at the age of 90. Bullshit. No. You're joking. And no, I'm not joking. Why would I make that up? I don't know. You're a terrible person sometimes. <laughs> Sith. I'm not that terrible. Good <laughs> God. Um... And of course, the initial news was sad because we all love Sean Connery. But but I kind of sat there and thought about it. And I said, no, you know what? The guy lived to be 90 years old and he spent the last the better part of the last 15 years of his life retired. 
he got to just enjoy his life for 15 years. And I, I admire that. I admire the hell out of that. Because oh, that's the dream right there, right? Right. That is the dream. So I brought up his IMDb and I'm going back and I'm looking through uh, the classic Sean Connery stuff to kind of do a little reflection on his career. And <clears throat> it looks like where his career really blew up was he played a character named Harry Percy, the surnamed Hotspur, in a TV series called The Age of Kings. And that seems to be where he kind of started to blow up here because then he appeared in the Macbeth TV movie and on a show called ITV Play of the Week. And then as you start looking forward, you're like, yep, there he is, Dr. No, in 1962. And then From Russia With Love came out the next year. And after that, he's, you know, obviously he was making Goldfinger and Thunderball, but he starts making all these other movies here. And <clears throat> I know him mostly as a Bond guy, although then I see something like Zardoz and I'm like, oh, Sean, Why? Why did you Every make that? <laughs> everybody needs a few. Everybody needs a few. Yeah, everybody has a few. He was in the original Murder on the Orient Express. Um, Going back up here, again, I don't know a lot of his old movies, but he was in The Great Train Robbery. He was in the original Time Bandits. Uh, of course, he did make Never Say Never Again, which did not thrill me. Then you have the original Highlander. The Untouchables, which was phenomenal, by the way. Absolutely love The Untouchables. And what might be one of my favorite roles of his was The, the Last Crusade. Oh. We're not there okay, yet. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the Last Crusade, where he plays, he plays Indy's dad. And I've said this before. We'll go, we'll go into a little bit of James Bond in a second here, but... Sticking with indie real quick, I actually say Last Crusade is my favorite indie film. I give it a very slight edge over Raiders. And he is the reason why. Because you get I Professor Henry Jones, and the chemistry they have is just perfect. What's I, your I can, what what's your take that. on that? Yeah, what's well what when it comes to indie, which one's your favorite? Um I mean, the first one I, I saw is Raiders, so I feel like that holds a special place. Uh, I also feel like Raiders is everyone's favorite. I know, and, and I feel and bad that, about that. Yeah, but I I gotta say, like, Last Crusade to me is just, even if you don't want to stipulate that it's better than Raiders, you have to, you have to admit that it holds up. And oh it no, it definitely holds up. It holds up better than the newer ones. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, I I liked Last Crusade. I don't dislike any of them, honestly. I think they're all great. Yeah, I agree with that. And I've said this before. I Even though in the grand scheme of ranking, I put Crystal of the Kingdom Skull at the bottom, I still feel like that is an underrated movie. And it only got a bad rep because people didn't like the aliens and the CGI. And then the other complaint was like, well, implausible stuff happens, like he hides in a fridge during a nuclear explosion, and that's implausible. I'm like, did you not see the other three Indiana Jones movies and all the silly shit that happens in them? <laughs> They're meant to be fun. 
they're serials of you know the adventure serials like those those old school movies with all the silly stuff happening and the action sequences and yet that was the point of them people really forgot about that and i don't i never understood that and i'm not a big fan of temple of doom but that's just because i can't stand the the sidekicks the woman who I want to punch, and then, well, short round, you actually get to see get slapped around a little bit. You can replay that scene over and over again. <laughs> Just have that on repeat. That's your, your <laughs> desktop, your desktop uh, screensaver. <laughs> Just short round getting the crap slapped out of him. They just, they got to be really annoying. But then you get Professor Henry Jones, and you're just like, oh, yeah, this guy's, this guy's awesome. One of my favorite lines is, uh, how do you know she's a Nazi? Oh, she talks in her sleep. And then you just see that register in Indy's head, and he just kind of looks at his dad, and he just kind of shrugs with the smirk on his face, like, oh, yeah. I <laughs> uh, love Last Crusade so much. Um, of course, The Hunt for Red October is a classic. The original Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, where he plays King Richard in an uncredited role. Uh, Medicine Man never happened. We won't talk about that one. Dragonheart, The Rock. I mean, yeah, I really he like made The Rock. He made a lot of stuff. I, I, the the two roles outside of the Bond movies, right, where I felt like he was super, like I, I don't know the the best way to describe it, but like uh, he had really good performances. Was The Rock. And I really enjoyed The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The movie that caused him to retire. I mean, he at least he ended on a good note, in my opinion. Well, he hated that movie, which is why he retired. I know. <laughs> I just like... In fact, when but, you look at his IMDb, he, there's only four credits past that. One of them was a TV series documentary that came out the same year. One of them was the From Russia with Love video game. That came out two years later. Uh, a TV movie documentary he did a voiceover for in 07. And then something called Sir Billy that he provided a voice for in 2012. That's it. He got to retire. Even at the age of 90 years old, he got to retire. And he was living in the Bahamas where he passed away. So he got to retire and live in luxury. And he got to live to be 90 years old. That's a hell of a life to think about everything he's seen. Yeah. Being born it being born in 1930. Everything that man saw. So, yes, I'm sad, of course. But at the same time, it's not one of those deaths where it's so devastating because he got to live such a great life and he had such a great career. And to me, I just want to celebrate the life of Sean Connery. Of course, my favorite thing involving Sean Connery doesn't involve Sean Connery at all. But it involves SNL. <laughs> yes, SNL I was member, waiting for it. <laughs> <coughs> Daryl Hammond, who plays him in the uh, Celebrity Jeopardy skits. And I love how uh, it starts off so innocently enough where it's just like, uh, I'll take swords for 500. That's not swords. That's S words. <laughs> the whole thing was designed to get over, um, what's his name, who who played Burt Reynolds? 
Oh my God. What's the actor's name? Oh, I am blanking. I so te- I, I have terrible memory right now because of uh, Norm MacDonald. Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. Norm MacDonald too. Burt Reynolds impression. The whole SNL Celebrity Jeopardy thing was designed to be a uh, a Norm MacDonald thing. That's why they actually created it. In fact, I'll bring up the list right now because you actually there actually is a reference to it on Wikipedia where you can look up the the cast, right? Because in the very very first one that they did, they had the Sean Connery, the Burt Reynolds, and then they had the uh, the Jerry Lewis impersonation, and that was um, that was Martin Short playing Jerry Lewis, and then they had because uh, <clears throat> what they what they would do is they would they would be like oh we got to have them uh, we're gonna try out different c- characters here so Daryl Hammond played Phil Donahue and John Travolta in the next two but Burt Reynolds was the consistency there right mm-hmm. then they fired Norm Macdonald. Because of all of his problems and everything. So when they did the fourth one, which had David Duchovny playing Jeff Goldblum, which was also brilliant as hell, by the way. And Molly Shannon was playing Minnie Driver. They let Daryl Hammond bring his Sean Connery back. And then he was Sean Connery on every single one of them from that point on. <laughs> Literally all so the whole thing was designed to be the Burt Reynolds deal, but it ended up being Sean Connery. <laughs> yes. Which is fantastic. Because oh, they did. I'm looking through his IMDb and I just found something that I realized I didn't know about him. He plays death in Family Guy. Yes. Yes, he does. Norm MacDonald. I thought that was just somebody doing a Norm Macdonald depression. I didn't realize he actually did his own voice. I was like, nope, oh. they, they, they got him to do it first. And then again, he has his problems. They couldn't bring him back. So they got Adam Carolla to do it from that point on. Yeah, these are these are real things. And that's one of those things that always makes me laugh when you think about it, where you're just like. Oh, God, like. Freaking. uh we we got the perfect cast member, but because he's such a we can't trust him. We have to recast him. And sometimes it's better, and then other times you're just like, oh, come on, really? Can't you guys just What just what was let the it issue happen? with Norm MacDonald? I honestly don't know why he got let go. Uh I don't know. I think some of it might have been I, I think it might have been one of those deals where it was like a combination of like drugs and attitude and things like that. Or he might have just been really, really unreliable, right? Like, entirely possible. Um, not Again, not 100% sure without actually really reading into it, but I've heard, I, I've heard that's the basic, uh, the basic issues with him have either been related to substance abuse at points or just the, the whole general the whole general issue of just, you know, being unreliable. It was a, what were we just, so uh, yeah, I want to relate this back to, uh, for the, the wrestling fans will appreciate this, but here's a, here's a wrestling story that ties in. Eric, have you ever heard the name Jake, the snake Roberts? No. Okay. So in the, in the late eighties, he was one of the premier bad guys in wrestling. And unlike all these guys who would come up to the microphone and be like, let me tell you something. 
Jake was very, very soft-spoken, and he made you think when he talked. He had a very methodical delivery, right? He was a perfect bad guy because he was he was a smooth talker, and he knew how to convey a story. <clears throat> he was he got you with the psychological terror, right? Like whereas your typical bad guy in wrestling back then was a big a big guy who would beat you up. He was the guy that would play the mind games. So he was the more dangerous type character. And because he was called Jake the Snake, he always carried around his giant python with him, Damien. And when, after he would beat an opponent, he would just unleash the snake on them. And some people were terrified of snakes and would run away. And other people just kind of let the snake crawl on them and act like they were paralyzed in fear or whatever. In fact, that's how Jake Roberts got his, the ability to eliminate Andre the Giant from a battle royal. Is he brought the snake out and threw it in, and Andre literally crawled over the top rope to get away from it. <laughs> He's like, nope. He got right the hell out of there. Nope. N-O-P-E. So... <clears throat> feel like that's cheating <laughs> yes but here's the thing jake was one of those guys who when people bring up lists of oh this was the best who are some of the best people to never be the world champion or whatever right jake's name would always come up and they're like how come he was never a world champion and they're like oh well that's an easy one because he was super fucking unreliable <laughs> he was always either late or no showing or would show up in no condition to perform because he really, really loved his booger sugar. Like he really loved his booger sugar. And it's one of those deals where it's like, man, that's, that is very unfortunate to have to know that. But at the same time, like that's the truth, right? Damn. Yeah. He was good and he would have made for a good character and everything and all this other stuff. But we just can't do it because if we put if we make him our world champion, he might not come to the next show. Or he might show up so coked up that he can't even string a sentence together. So what are you going to do with this guy, right? Like, you can understand where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, sometimes I think back to why I never got a coordinator position. And then I realized that, yeah, that's, that's probably why they didn't see me as reliable at the time. And at the time I was not, so I can't get mad about it. That was entirely on me. I, so, mm, the, the, the whole coordinating thing, they wanted puppets, man. That's what they wanted. Oh, I know. And, uh, I, I do know that, <laughs> but I also, I also know that there were things that I did that prevented it from happening. Like, if I actually broke that down, I could tell you where I think they were in the wrong, but I can easily tell you where I thought I was in the wrong. And that's a growth thing and a, and a reflection thing. And But yeah, so that's, I, I think that's so, even people who don't understand wrestling could, could understand, like, you're, in, you're, you're booking this guy and he's under contract. And you want to use him because he is attracting attention 
And when he is performing, he's doing well. So you're going to use the guy, but you're not going to put him in a position where where you're going to keep him in that position on your show where he's going to entertain and he's going to do what he needs to do. But if he decides he's not coming next week, you can still work around it. And I know some people would say, well, why even hire him at all? And guess what? A lot of people did feel that way, which is why he didn't stay in places for very long and why he had trouble finding places to work for a very long time. But I'll say this. Today, as we record this, Jake is clean, sober, and happy. Well, good. I, I know he's clean and sober. I don't know how happy he is, but I know he did turn his life around. What's he doing now? <laughs> a lot of motivational stuff because he's he's heavily involved with Diamond Dallas Page and the DDP yoga program. Okay. And, and my friend Pat, who's a DDP yoga instructor, actually has formed a close friendship with Jake Roberts and knows he's doing well. A lot of those guys, like Scott Hall, cleaned himself up really well. And now he's, you know, Pat's befriended him. And he's doing really well. Diamond Dallas Page has helped a lot of people out. I wonder what their rock bottom was. Because, I mean, we only know what, like, they tell us, right? But they have to have yeah. a rock bottom that was that, that fucking turned that shit around. I think when he got inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, he mentioned it in his speech. And I remember, like, really cringing about it. But at the same time, I was like, this guy's literally pouring his heart out right now. And I can't even like it's it's so he has a very painful past. And yes, like. Like, yeah, he he does stuff that could be very self-destructive, but you get to that point where you're like, oh, my God, after everything you went through, like. Please. Please help, please help this guy. I'll tell you a funny Jake Roberts story to bring it back into Lighthouse, and this has nothing to do with wrestling, but rather, uh, it's just a funny Jake story. So, DDP was letting him stay in his house. And I think, I don't remember if it was, it was while he was kind of, I think it was like while he was on the outs with an ex-wife or something, and he was, he had nowhere else to go. So Paige is like, I'm gonna take this guy in. And Paige's wife is like, okay, Jake can stay with us. But under one rule, no snakes. So he tells Jake that. Jake's like, okay, that no problem. So, of course, Jake comes up to Paige like a couple of days later. He's like, hey, brother, I, I got a problem here. He's like, I'm missing one of my snakes. It's loose in your house and I don't know where it is. And DDP's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? The whole stipulation right now is that. My wife said you could stay if you didn't bring in the snakes. He's like, and now there's one loose. And Paige is like, you know, what am I supposed to do about this? I got cats in the house. Now I got to worry that there's a snake on the loose. And he's like, he's like, well, look, I think he, uh, cause I, I think he said pa uh, Jake was using like one of his private bathrooms, like as his own private bathroom. Cause they weren't using it. So he's like, you can use this. And I think the snake got out in there. And he's like, yeah, I think he, uh, I don't know where he went. I think he might be under, like, the vanity or something. And Paige is like, oh, great. So, of course, he's like, he has to go tell his wife. He goes, hey, listen, we got a problem. I need you to, uh, he's like, he's like, I got to put some towels down in front of the bathroom door. And his wife is like, tell me there's not a goddamn snake loose in that bathroom. <laughs> Paige is like, I really don't want to tell you this, but... So he said his wife, like, grabs the cats and, like, leaves the house. <laughs> and he's like, 
I'm not coming back until every goddamn snake's out of that house. So, of course, Jake gets the rest of the snakes out that he, that he snuck in. <laughs> He's like, what do we do about this last one? So they call in like, I don't remember if it was like an exterminator or just an animal handler or something, but he's like, I need you to help me get the snake out without killing it. So the guy's like, uh, the guy asks him what kind of snake it is. And he's like, all I know is that it's a cobra. And he's like, well, do you know if it's devenomized? And Paige is like, I want to say yes, but this is Jake we're talking about. So I'm really not 100% sure. And the whole time he's telling this story, I'm laughing my ass off because I can just see like all the frustration going through this situation just because the guy, he's like, I'm literally bringing you in off the street. I asked you for one request and you couldn't even fucking do it. (laughs) So basically what they had to do is they had to literally rip the vanity off the wall and they found the thing like all curled up as, as high as it could possibly go. And of course, they got all the safety gloves on because they don't know if this Cobra still has venom in it. But they eventually, he's like, yeah, eventually we got this, we got the snake out, Jake got back on his feet, and eventually my wife brought the cats home and was started talking to me again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, I remember when he was telling that story, I was fucking laughing my (laughs) ass off. (laughs) Oh shit. Is it devenomized? Oh shit, I don't actually know. Like, that's not the (laughs) answer I was hoping for. (laughs) Uh, he couldn't. He couldn't have asked. Like, call him and like, hey, listen. Well, I think I think Jake was gone at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I don't remember all the specific details of the story, but at that point, Jake was not in the house when the guy showed up, so he could not ask him at that moment. But but you know, good for Jake. I'm I'm glad he's doing well, and uh, that's another one. I'm gonna be really sad when he goes. But after all the destructive part of his life, I'm actually surprised it hasn't happened yet. It's one of those stories. There was another wrestler who just passed away, and I was doing a, a reflection on his career. There's a guy named Tracy Smothers, who was never a big name in any of the major American promotions. But he was such a well-liked and well-rounded wrestler that he always had a job somewhere. And everyone in the wrestling community knew who he was even though he was never a major WWF guy or even a major WCW guy. And that's actually pretty cool that the co- the community as a whole knows who you are, even though you were never a major perf- performer. You know, like some of those character actors that we, we love and appreciate are never the star, but we know who they are because, you know, they, they, they're in everything. Like uh, the guy who... Went to my mother's high school, Joe Pantliano, the good old Italian actor. He's in everything because he's a character actor. He's never the starring guy, but he's literally in everything. Right. Because because people like working with him. And he's really good at playing a scumbag because on The Sopranos, he was one of the scummiest characters ever. That was a very satisfying character death, by the way was when his character gets killed by Tony. How much do you know about The Sopranos? I haven't watched it. <laughs> I need to. I know it's done and everything, so it's like, what, seven seasons or something? <laughs> yes, it's seven seasons. What it actually is, is it's six seasons, but 
the sixth season is two seasons. It's like a two part season, but it's they're both the length of an actual season. So it's seven seasons. God damn it. This season six, part one and part two bullshit. What the hell? I don't understand that one at all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So break from a season and then you make another one. That's a different season. It's a different season. It's not a continuation just because you didn't meet your quota for the first one. (laughs) It's just a short two seasons. That's it. <clears throat> yeah, he plays a character named Ralph Cifaretto. And this guy's a loudmouth scumbag character. And this isn't I- I'm not going to give you any big Soprano spoilers. Basically, if the character's an asshole, they pretty much die anyway. That's like you should just figure that out. But like you're you're waiting for it, right? You're like it's kind of like when you're watching when you're watching Breaking Bad and Gus Fring was around. You're just like, man, this guy needs to eat it like in the next episode. I love Gus though, man. Or 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 King Joffrey or Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. you're just like, oh my God, you have I can't wait to see what's gonna happen to you. And then it's so satisfying. <laughs> what's funny about Ralph Cifaretto's death is that how they do it, it he he uh he burns down a horse stable and kills Tony's prized horse named Piomai. That Tony was making some money off of, off of like the stupidest reason ever. And Tony is just so mad that he, I, I think it was like for the insurance or whatever. And as soon as Tony finds out that he killed the horse, he's like, that thing's a beautiful creature. What did it ever do to you? And he literally strangles the guy to death in the kitchen. <laughs> just, they get into a fist fight and they freaking brawl until Tony actually kills him all over the horse. And it's just like, well, damn, that's, that's one way to do it. For real. Oh, so for which one do you think was more satisfying to see? Joffrey dying or Ramsay dying? Hmm, that's a good one. Okay, so I'm going to say Ramsay and I'll tell you why. Uh, Joffrey was a big asshole, but overall he was just the spoiled kid who ran his mouth. And like, yes, he did stuff that was scummy. But Ramsey was a straight up fucking conqueror, is what he was. And a manipulator and a liar. And Joffrey, all right, I'm not going to, I don't want to say the C word, but I'm going to paraphrase uh, another wrestling quote to, to sum this up. Because somebody had asked Jim Cornette if uh, he thought Sonny or Sable was worse to deal with. And he said, well, at least with Sonny, she was an, an upfront C word. You knew what you were getting out of her. Sable was not. Sable was the one behind your back where she was nice to your face and then a manipulator behind your back. Joffrey was just a sleazebag. You knew what you were getting out of him. He was loud, obnoxious, spoiled, bratty, all that stuff, right? And you always knew that's what he was. Ramsey was a manipulator. Ramsey put on a face. I mean, the fact, the way that he broke out... um, the way that he broke out Theon from prison and acted like he was his friend and then he freaking put him back in and then took away his that favorite mental, part. T- yeah, the mental torture. Mental basically. torment. And then uh. what Joffrey did to Sansa was pretty bad, but then what Ramsay did to Sansa was even worse. Right. But here's the difference in the death. 
Joffrey's poisoning was very satisfying to watch, to literally watch him just choke to death and turn purple. But that was at the beginning of that season, so you could spend the rest of the season with Tyrion on trial, right? Ramsay was a season conclusion. The Battle of the Bastards happens, Jon wins the day, they lock him up, and then Sansa gets her final act of revenge. Yes. That's Ramsay's what makes the death, death was me. ten times more satisfying than Joffrey's, based on that alone. Yes. When Sansa's walking away 100%. and she's just smiling as he's screaming in the background. A hundred percent agree. A hundred percent agree. Just because of who got to kill him. Had it been uh, a poisoning or anything like that, <laughs> I feel like Joffrey's death could have been better had it been like an actual I, I, just finding out who ended up poisoning him, right? You, you're kind of just like, oh, well, that's not really satisfying at all. Like, yeah, he's dead, and that was satisfying, but like, it should have been somebody, somebody's revenge, you know, not yes. just like, oh, let's get him out of the way, type of thing. I mean, there was a little bit of revenge in there, but not the, uh, not the same type of revenge. Watching Ramsey lose was so satisfying. Like watching Joffrey die was satisfying because. But it only happens for a segment of an episode. Ramsey's entire fall was like an entire episode because you got to watch. You got to watch John. I mean, John literally just beat the shit out of him. Like he's just pounding on him and he's just getting more and more covered in blood. And that was phenomenal. Dude, sometimes a satisfying character death is exactly what you need on your show. Yeah, I'll. And I'll be damned if that wasn't that wasn't a good one. Dude, I love how we got all the way onto this topic all off of uh, Celebrity Jeopardy from SNL. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is how our, our rants and tangents go sometimes. It, exactly. That's why people seem to like the show, because we just sometimes we don't even have a plan. We just kind of wing it. And we're just like, yeah, let's just let's just talk about whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. That's that's pretty much today, because I mean, the entire week I've just been me planning the house stuff so i'm just kind of right and i've been i've been and i've been sick all week so i just didn't really want to i didn't want to deal with anything other than stuff that made me happy which was but i'll tell you a couple of things i watched this week that made me happy i i brought out my because i have the complete series of ah real monsters oh okay and it was some halloween viewing because the first episode is a halloween episode where it it scares the little boy and he goes as Ickis for Halloween because he wants to be a scary monster. And then they get switched up and he ends up in the monster world and Ickis ends up in the kid's house and they have to basically perform a rescue operation. <laughs> That's actually a good episode. Oh, man, I need to go back. The whole show was good. All this stuff. Did, did yeah, you I get have, it on Blu-ray or like DVD? Or like Just regular DVD. But I bought when I saw that they, you could get the complete series, I had to own it like immediately. I love How much that was it? show. You know what? I actually don't remember because I believe that was on my Christmas list that year. But if you will bear with me for one second, I will tell you that you can get Our Real Monsters, the complete series. Nope, that's a season one set. Uh, it's freaking Amazon. All they tell you is like, oh, it's it's two bucks to buy each season so you can have it on here. I want complete series. Dag nabbit. Do they not sell the complete? Oh, here it is. 
the complete series. Um, oh, it is available on Prime for DVD, and it's only fifteen bucks. That is not bad. Yeah, that's probably less than it would have been. Uh, all these other deals are like like there's an unknown binding, and it's like forty three bucks. Yeah, no, I don't trust that. Yeah, no, just get the get the DVD. Get the get the legitimate one, the legitimate one, and uh, and relive that series. Very, very powerful, underrated series. Um, I feel I feel like a lot of Nicktoons around that time were just underrated <clears throat> because at, at the same time you had like Rocco's Modern Life, right? Invader Zim, uh, all real monsters, and 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 then it just didn't do well. Like, and I don't know why because they were really good. But hey, I think it was one of those deals where the cartoons started to evolve with the culture and 90s culture was definitely different than like 2000s culture. And those were what the kids were into. And when SpongeBob became successful and SpongeBob was a lot more vanilla of a show. I mean, it's got its adult humor in there, too, but it it wasn't as dark as like a real monsters or or Rocco even. Right. So. Um, I think I think that was part of the the culture evolution, and I think Zim was a final attempt to capitalize on those types of shows, but people weren't really into it anymore, which is why they only got the two seasons. And that's a shame too, because I I had never seen that show when it was uh when it was ye- when it was brand new, and I remember I was I watched it years and years later when I finally got the series, and I'm like, let's see what all the hype was about, and I'm watching the first couple episodes, I'm like. They really canceled this? Come on now. It was gold. It was gold. <laughs> it was gold. So good. And I think I think that's another problem. Like, Disney ruined Doug when they took it over, and then uh, um, Spike TV ruined Ren and Stimpy by making it an adult cartoon, and Rugrats' quality declined because they added the new characters that people didn't like. I remember Dill was not very well received. So, like... I- yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I feel like any IP that gets traded hands, though, is doomed to fail. Because I love Scrubs, but then when they like sent the IP over to NBC, it was done. You know what I mean? Like They, yeah. they sold that uh, property. Uh, anytime property gets hold- handed over to somebody else, it's it's over. It's just... It's, it's, you can't do anything with it. You're going to ruin it. Because... You're not going to treat it the same way as the original IP, and that's what made it so fo- uh, so popular in the first place. Was not the fact that you, the IP name, right? Nobody gives a shit about the IP name. It could be named whatever it wants. It's the writers and the actors. And even though you're probably keeping the actors, you're you're not keeping the writers. The writers belong, I think, to the to uh, you know ABC or NBC or whoever it is, and they're not going to treat it the same. But that's they just me. Never do. They never ever do. And that's another problem with people changing hands on things. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like the only only people who do it right would be Netflix. Like anybody who sold their show to Netflix. Because I think they try to bring in as many of the original creators as possible to keep it going. Well, Netflix did uh, Enter the Florpus and Static Cling. 
the conclusions for Rocco and Zim, and they were phenomenal. And, you know, even when Nickelodeon did the Jungle movie for Hey Arnold and wrapped up the series with that, I thought that was a great way to do it, too. And they tried really hard to bring back as as much as they could. It was so cool, like from that nostalgia factor to see to see the characters come into the next generation. Another reason why I'm so stoked for at the new Animaniacs to see all the new jokes they're going to be making, because when that show ended, yeah, the Internet was a thing, but Internet culture wasn't that alone. And I remember they were interviewing Rob Paulson, the voice of Yakko and Pinky, and he's like, dude, this show would be a perfect. This was before they announced it. He goes, I'd be all about doing a reboot. He goes. Between the president and the Kardashians, that's 12 episodes worth of content right there. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Oh, my God. And it's just sometimes things come back. And did you know what they just announced? They announced it on Twitter, on the official Looney Tunes Twitter. They're bringing back Tiny Toon Adventures with Tiny Toon Luniversity. And I I squeed a little bit about that one, too, because as much as I loved Animaniacs, I was also a really big Tiny Toon Adventures fan. I do. That's another Tiny one. Tunes. That's another one. I own it on a. I own it on a, a DVD, and absolutely, absolutely loved it to death. Like, absolutely freaking loved it. Uh. I. Uh, yeah, Tiny Toons was a Tiny Toons was a good one. Animaniacs was great. All the all the shows that they did at that time. Remember Freakazoid? I don't. I, I remember the name. I don't think I've ever seen it. It was it was de- it was definitely interesting. I mean, it was a. Uh, imagine if imagine if uh, Steven Spielberg and Tim Burton made a cartoon together. It's kind of what it oh felt like. Oh my god. But yeah, I, 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 and I, again, I love that we got here off of, and I, I was going to do a thing on the celebrity jeopardies from SNL and tell, and talk about my favorite moments. And somehow we ended up here and I don't know how. <laughs> hey, you know, but sometimes that's how it goes. <clears throat> I, I feel like next week, now that we're like, you're feeling better and I got most of the stuff under control, we'll actually have a better organized game plan rather than just rambling. I mean, we ramble anyway. But, yes, uh, I know. We, I, I, having a hard time staying focused on one thing. Uh, well, that that's that's me in general, anyway. So, like, I don't want to go too much longer because I know that you've got you've got stuff you need to do today, and I I know the episode uh, is going to be a shorter one anyway. But real quick, they, they did fifteen Celebrity Jeopardy skits on SNL, and like I said, Sean Connery was in all but two of them. Not that those two aren't worth watching, but. When you do the rest, because that was the one, like I said, he played, uh, Daryl Hammond played Phil Donahue and John Travolta, and then they had the uh, the guest stars, which was John Goodman playing Marlon Brando, which was very funny, because all he does is eat the whole time. And then, oh yeah, the other one had, uh, they had the Michael Keaton role, which was Matthew Perry playing Michael Keaton, and the whole time he just keeps going, I'm Batman, <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> oh my god. But then the Jeff Goldblum one is funny, too, because that was when uh, he's like, just write down a letter of the alphabet, any letter that you want. 
and he puts down he put <laughs> oh, I, I puts down like the number five or the no like the number two or something he's like ah aha aha that's the uh the letter two my friend no two is a number yeah i can't read or write <laughs> they did uh oh and then jimmy fallon would always get in there and play some pretty funny characters too but they had uh They've had the one with Ben Stiller playing Tom Cruise, and that was hysterical. Um, another one of my favorite ones that they did was uh, Toby Maguire playing Keanu Reeves. I know kung fu. Uh, I would like to take balloons for six hundred, if you please. That's not a category. My mistake. I shall then choose balloons for eight hundred. <laughs> friggin Keanu Reeves thing or my favorite was the the ending thing where he just rips up the card he goes just write anything and when they come to Keanu Reeves there's nothing written down he goes the question was write anything and you got it wrong I am speechless and you wagered 11 billion dollars which is not even a real number he goes yet <laughs> but they had oh, okay. uh, but one of the ones that they did that friggin killed me was they had Tom Hanks play himself. And it's just like, <laughs> they're just like, oh, Tom Hanks, welcome to the show. And he plays himself as just the biggest bumbling idiot ever. He gets stuck in a dry cleaning bag. He burns his tongue on his uh, on his buzzer because he keeps trying to taste it. <laughs> he uh, he gets his hand caught in a pickle jar. They're like, Tom, let go. So he lets go of the jar. No, the pickle. But But I want a pickle. Tom, we can't keep playing if you don't let go of the pickle. Sean Connery leans in. That's what your mother said last night. <laughs> oh, oh, the man. Sean Connery things were great. Like when he, uh... <laughs> the when, therapist. When they... <laughs> therapist. Oh, yeah. I'll take, I'll take the rapist for 400. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my or God. when it was, uh, I, the category was, I'll have a Chardonnay. Which was, when you pick this category, you automatically get the points, and I get a glass of wine. And then Sean Connery goes, I'll take, I have a hot on. And he looks out, and he's got the words, the letters crossed out, and he's just sitting there laughing with a marker in his hand. <laughs> he's like, where did you get that? We frisked you on the way in. Well, I didn't have it in my pocket. <laughs> like, oh, that's... <laughs> oh, man. Or they, and they also had the brilliant one where... uh Amy Poehler played Sharon Osbourne and she's got the little dog in her hand the whole time. And um, he says something like, how many fingers am I holding up? And she's like, how many fingers? Minnie says you're holding up seven. No, that's wrong. And she just goes, mother! And they just bleep the whole thing out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did such a great job with those skits and they should just release those as one DVD. I know. As just a collection of just the SNL skits. Because like they should it, do that with all the skits, you know, just independently. Yeah. Just yeah, I agree. Well, the best the best of Will Ferrell DVD has the one where uh, where Norm Macdonald came back as a host, so he brought back his Burt Reynolds. So it was Burt Reynolds, Sean Connery, and uh, French Stewart, which was Jimmy Fallon's character. <laughs> and that's the one where he goes, "Hey, hey, look at the podium! Look what I did!" Well, apparently, Mister Ferguson has changed his or yeah, Mister Reynolds has changed his name to Turd Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny name. <laughs> <laughs> who is uh who is andre the giant that's not the answer no i'm asking uh who he was and they're like uh let's move on and then later he buzzes in and he goes hey i figured it out 
He was uh, a giant by the name of Andre. <laughs> like the Burt Reynolds stuff was hysterical too. <laughs> but yeah, but Sean Connery always took the always took the cake with the the mother comments. Um, uh, it says here your your score is sixty nine, and that's not what your score was. Well, that's how I scored with your mother last night. <laughs> oh man! Yes. But R.I.P. to a fantastic actor who with one of the greatest actor parodies of all time, right. all time. Oh, oh man yeah uh, so let's uh let's wrap up this week's show and I, we do apologize for the shorter episode we know you guys have come to expect like two hour episodes from us but uh but eric's got adulting to do and like i said i am still under the weather and i need to rest up I'm, i need to spend the rest of the weekend resting up here but uh next week of course will be the extra life stream after we record the episode Please make sure you guys tune into that. I would very much appreciate that. Even if you can only afford to donate $1, that that helps. And even if you can't afford to donate at all, what you can do is you can share the video on your Facebook, make it public so everyone can see it, and just hang out in the stream with me. Even if you have to come and go a little bit, hang out in the stream, interact with me. That will help tremendously as well. And... One final note I want to point out here. It's kind of a funny Animal Crossing story. But uh, uh, we had a communicate. I evicted one of my villagers so that my she could move into my wife's island. And there was a communication error during the process. And my wife ended up with something, something else completely. Like a, a different villager completely. And she went to evict one of her villagers. The one she didn't like, it was Coco, the the little bunny rabbit with the creepy eyes who looks like a, basically looks like one of the Kakamora from Moana. And she didn't like Coco because Coco creeped her out. So she evicts Coco and then goes villager hunting and one of the islands has Coco on it again. And she's like, God damn it, I just got rid of you. It's like, <laughs> oh, hi, I don't think we've met. I'm Coco. Like, nope, 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 nope. I'm out of here. <laughs> We have met. I, you can stay right fucking here. You're not coming to my island. <laughs> one of the one of the villagers we got rid of off of my island was Klaus, this big blue bear who dresses like a Roman gladiator and his whole house is a bathroom. Like that's literally his whole house is a bathroom. And when my wife started island hopping to find villagers, one of the first ones she got was him. And I remember she sends me the picture. She's like, you'll never believe who I got. And I see the bear in the background. I'm like, ah, you going to get him? <laughs> nope. But it was really awkward because the only... Klaus had two toilets in his house and he would occasionally just like sit down to read a book. So he'd walk into his house and he would just be on the crap or reading. They'd be like, okay, this is awkward. I need to go now. <laughs> well, I'm leaving. Uh, I, I love the way they, they set this stuff up here. I need to, I need to play some animal crossing after all this is over. I might buy another switch because well, the the one I got now is no longer mine. Uh, so, <laughs> 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 Shannon actually uh, bought her own Switch just so she could play Animal Crossing on it. Oh, oh, wait, but didn't she start an island on yours first? Yeah, she still has a character on that island. Well, no, because if you're playing on the same profile, you'll move into the island that's already there. Right. So even okay. though she was on her own profile, that Switch already had my island. So when you when you set up the game and Timmy and Tommy show up in the airport, they're like, hey, we have a flight to Kayfabe, which is my island. And it's like, gotcha. oh, okay. And then she moves in and she, well, everybody's already there and she chooses her spot. 
But when she had her own Thiel, she gets her very own island, and she named Motunui after Moana, of course, and uh, got her own villagers and everything. And she got some she got some pretty cool ones out of the deal too that we weren't expecting. But she finally got Pom Pom, who was the villager I evicted that she was supposed to get, and the communication error prevented it. She actually found Pom Pom on an island, and now her favorite villager gets to live with her. Oh, so. Nice. And to, uh, to conclude to conclude this show this week, Eric, some late breaking news. This has just been revealed that the Power Rangers have received zero hours of training before they were given their lethal Megazord. Can you friggin' believe that? Oh, they were just God. given the Megazord with no training. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. It's almost like training at Universal. <laughs> that is the best way to end that episode ever. <laughs> Are you uh, hungry, Eric? I'm always hungry. Because one thing that, because I did not have COVID, I did not lose my sense of taste. And even though I was sick, I did not lose my sense of appetite. I am hungry. And the only way to quell a sickness when you're on the those final steps where you're just dealing with the remaining congestion and everything is to go get some unhealthy comfort food and just stuff your face and that's what i'm about to do same we hope you all had a great halloween we hope you all had a great halloween remember to get out and vote i'm not going to tell you who i'm voting for but i am voting in the election always make sure you have your voices heard please check out all the other great shows on ckcc radio as you know wrestle talk is rapping Dan will be joining this show permanently. We'll have a third voice now to bounce ideas off of here. And check out all the other great shows. And I want to give a shout out to our patrons at Club Kayfabe, patron.com slash Club Kayfabe. We're going to start adding nerd table content for you guys. And Jeff Trelowitz. I apparently did not mention his name when I mentioned our high tier patrons. Oh, I mentioned I, I neglected Jeff Trelowitz, who is a high tier patron, has been for a while. So, Jeff. As my way of an apology, you get the only patron shout-out this week. You get a lone shout-out. And while I, w- while I want everybody to check out all the shows on CKCC Radio, let me give a special shout-out to Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with Jeff Trelowitz. I'm even going to give him his own special shout-out. And you can buy Jeff's books on Amazon. Just go search for Jeff Trelowitz. There are six books currently available that you can purchase. That's my apology, Jeff. I'm sorry I left your name off, so I'm giving you a private plug this week. (laughs) And check out all the great partner shows, including the United We Fan podcast, which I just appeared on to talk about Simpsons Halloween episodes. And my friends, Blake and Sal at the Blake and Sal show might have another partner show coming up soon to start giving a little plug to here. And all us podcasters need to stick together. I hope you had a great holiday. Halloween is awesome. Put up your Christmas tree whenever the hell you want, as long as it's after Halloween. I approve. And you know, you're going to skip Thanksgiving. Shut your mouth about that. Nobody's skipping Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. I hate when they bring that up. First off, Enjoy. nobody skips Thanksgiving because the food. I would ne- exactly. Exactly. I don't care what holiday it is. It's always Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat some fucking stuffing and some ham and, and whatnot. Absolutely. Good God. So let's go ahead and have a fantastic rest of your weekend. 
And Eric, enjoy your time at Home Depot and good luck with everything else. Thanks, I got man. nothing else to add. Go ahead and go ahead and wrap us up, Eric. All right. Well, uh, I think it's time to go on lunch. Uh, thanks for coming in and, and enjoying the show with us. And uh, have a good one. We'll see you next week. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.